This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning and welcome to Consignment Heroes. We are live down here at the Zoomerplex and we are here for the next about hour about a show all about stuff. Your stuff, our stuff, everybody's stuff and how to cycle through that stuff. How to downsize, get appraisals on items that you think you don't know what it's about. We might know what it's about and we are doing this show live for the next hour and it's about records, old toys, gold, silver, sewing stuff, advertising, diecast cars, signs, old cars, anything you can possibly think of. There is possibly some value on it. It could be a lot of value, it could be little value, who knows, but we can give it to you. Our number right now live is 416 this is if you want to call in and talk about your stuff on the air right now. The number is 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. So um, we had something the, uh, this week, last week that we, you know. Oh, yeah, before I get into that. But you should say the numbers a little slower. Well, we'll, we'll get around to it. We'll, we'll, I couldn't we'll keep copy them down. Yes, I know, but you didn't try. No, but if I was trying, I would not I would have missed out by the end. Well, you know, if you sell, someone sold you a pen, you could write it down. Okay. No, but I want to first start off with the show right now, and I want to apologize for an appraisal we did on last week's show. It is never our intention to offend anybody or to bring up bad memories or to deal in hateful or disturbing items. It's just not what we do. And I'm sorry what I, what I an appraisal last week, is always our intention to inform and to bring back good memories, okay, and put a smile on people's faces. So I'm, again, sorry if I offended anybody. It's never our intention to do that. Uh, like I say, we are, we're all about informing people and bringing back, uh, like I say, good memories. And like I put it, I can't, I really want to put a smile on people's faces. And that brings us into the show that you're talking about we had this week. Yeah, okay. so the, the, the we had a lot of people come down for that show. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, um, it was an enthusiastic audience. It was the biggest I've seen. I'm well, I, sorry, I shouldn't say I've seen. I've, it was apparently a very big audience compared to even other audiences. People brought in their stuff. I didn't get a chance to do everything. There I'm was sorry. a lot. Like there was a lot of things. Like we we able to shoot some some like quality footage about a lot of stuff. But yeah. then beyond that, like we just didn't have enough time. Like, yeah, there was we had so uh, much stuff. We had a ninety thousand dollar painting. We had some Disney cells worth around thirty thousand dollars. We had um, we had a seven thousand dollar pack of gum. I mean, <laughs> that was kind of weird. Uh, we had a twenty thousand dollar jersey. We like a lot of the stuff we've talked. A lot of the items that we talk on this show every week, people got to see them live and says, 
And they, and, and they were surprised. This is, that's worth, I thought, didn't know that's what you were talking about. Yeah. That that's worth $20,000. It's really nice to have all the listeners that are like, that are coming, listening through the radio wave to actually come and see us live as well. Like that was, that was a lot of fun. You know, shake yeah. a lot of hands, say hi to a lot of people. That's always nice interaction with fans. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we were so tired. We were supposed to go, uh, we were thinking about going down to, uh, uh, the Niagara area, and I look at those uh, two uh, 10, 15,000 pounds of books, and we were physically exhausted. We filmed two shows, two one-hour shows. Uh, Libby and Marissa were the co-hosts, and uh, it just it just flowed. I mean, it was um, a lot of people having a lot of fun, getting informed, and I learned a couple of things, and we got stumped on a couple of items. And well, and also something sold too. Like so, we didn't oh, even no. know it was going to turn into an auction. That was the neat part about it. I'm going to say this, that, um, and I, you know, I, I don't know why I didn't clue in on this fa- uh, faster, is that some of our um, people, are my experts came down. One of my experts bought something, and one was an anonymous buyer on one of the other items. But if we kind of publicized that uh, we'd be selling the items that are there, we might have had some of the public coming down to buy as well. So that was a little bit of a twist that I wasn't ready for. And but it turned out okay. Buy, you know? sell, consign. Well, no, we're in that business. We're supposed to know that. You would think that'd be a natural for me, but uh, sometimes we get focused only on the item, and 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 we we let that take us away. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm like we had the poster. We had that ten thousand dollar poster. Uh, no, about eight eight thousand dollar a rock and roll poster with the story behind it was so great. The guy had the poster from the nineteen sixty nine rock revival that was down at. Uh, a varsity stadium where John Lennon came, and uh, it was the case where John Lennon. This is where it's been attributed to the time that this is the reason that John Lennon uh, broke off from the Beatles. This happened one week before he broke off with them. This is where the Jimmy uh, Jimmy um, Morrison and the Doors were there, and it was probably this is claimed to be the second biggest concert, important concert in North America. Well, probably next to Woodstock, which is being a uh, about the same time. And we had the posters in studio at that point. Yeah. No, yeah. no, but it was but it brought back the history. You know, you know when you go to the concert and everyone lights their their um Bic lighter or they light a match and you see it all through the whole place and like that tradition started with John Lennon because John Lennon, as weird as this is, had a little bit of stage fright. And they lowered the, they had the lights down and they wanted to ease him onto the stage. And that's the first time that that was done. And now it's carried on. You, you go to most concerts, and you have the light, people lighting their. Uh, oh, I really hope that guy that started is getting his royalties because that's that's continued throughout <laughs> the years. But it has. Um, we we need to get some phone calls. If you if you are interested about calling in about anything to do with stuff, our show we are now live on Consignment Heroes with me and my dad Paul Kenny and Boger Kenny talking about your stuff, our stuff, downsizing, whatever you may have. It's could it be sports memorabilia, TV, toys, Royal Dalton, sewing stuff, old China arts, old comics, records, anything you could possibly think of. We always tell you, get a pen, get a paper, make sure they both work because there's a lot of information on this show. If you do want to call in, our number live right now is 416-360-0740. Again, that's 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. Slow. We're going to go to... Wait a minute, not yet, not yet. We got to tell them what we're going to do in this show. What? Even before we get to these calls, um, Rick's going to be back. Our real estate agents, uh, real estate uh, 
professional is going to be back again today. We're going to talk about Clapperson's Corners. We're also going to give the gold and silver prices and the casino and the Apple story if we have time. Now go to the calls. Why didn't we get that off the top of the show? We got to talk about that at the top of the show for the teaser. Okay, now well. Okay, we're going to go to uh, Donna in Etobicoke. Hi. Hi, Donna. How are you today? Good, good. Welcome to the show. What do you got for us today? Thank you. Um, I have a collection of um, figurines from occupied Japan. Okay. Now, yeah, that was a time period right after the war, um, from about 1945 to 1951. Um, and what it was, it was um, uh, after the war uh, with Japan, they, wanted, they had to create um, cash. They had to make money. And, but the United States was the largest um, uh, consumer nation. And so they had to say, and if you were an American and you had a relative who was uh, in Pearl Harbor, uh, you were going to have anti-Japanese sentiment. You would not be buying a Japanese product. So that's what they had They made in Occupied Japan, making sure that people knew it was after the war that this oh. product was made. So it was, like, it was almost like advertising or trying to give it a different image. Okay, I and see. it was uh, a lot of it's hand painted because they didn't have decals, and um, it's some of it's, it's a little bit lower quality than the most of Japanese stuff was made before because they were they would put up four walls and have a factory and try and create some uh, some product. When usually a lot of tourist wear or figurines or uh, even china, uh, so this is where a lot of this came. Now it got to be because people knew it was only made from nineteen forty six to fifty one. Um, you had uh, a lot of people starting to collect it, mm-hmm. and that's what was collectible in the seventies and eighties. And but now there's a lot of it out there that doesn't command the same prices. Right, right. And this is where the problem. Where, uh, before you would get ten, fifteen, twenty-five dollars for one single figure occupied Japan. Uh, last week we had an auction where we sold a whole uh, a flat, as I call it. it, had probably twenty figures in it, and it went for fifty-five dollars. Okay, I see. And this is what's happening now is that some of it's a lot of things like the raw, you know, as I say with eBay or things online, prices are going down on some of the stuff like on Hummel figures, uh, Royal Daltons, uh, things that people used to collect and, and and attach a value to. They're not as valuable as they used to be. Okay. Oh, I see. But they're still oh. not. I'm not saying they're worth less, but they're worth less than they used to be. Right. Okay? Right. Uh-huh. Well, well still... I like them, and oh I'm yeah, just hang on to them. <laughs> now, if you've got in Noritake and some of them, this is going a little bit earlier. Um, the Japanese stuff. Partly the problem is that also the Chinese, where a lot of the big market is right now, are not buying Japanese stuff. Right. But some of the things like Deco Chinese, uh, sorry, Deco Japanese powder boxes. You know those half dolls where there's a lady on the top and you had a little jar on the bottom and you used to put a powder puff in like an ostrich feathers or... Oh, you know. yes. Well, the ones that are um, kind of 1920s deco are selling for huge amounts of money. Oh, wow. But you'll be able to see the difference with those. They're very stylized <clears throat> and like that. But unfortunately, oh, okay. you're occupied Japan. Um, the market is down on it. That's the best way to put it. You can still sell mm-hmm. it and they're still collectors. And that's yeah. why we buy from Toronto and we sell to the world because there are other places in the world that do buy this stuff. Like this week, we did almost 51000 on our online auctions. Oh, I mean, we're, 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 we are selling a lot of products for a lot of people. A lot of people are downsizing. We are selling yeah. a lot of products. But sometimes it takes a bit of time. But uh, 
you know, sometimes you're not recover, recovering, recouping all the money that you spent on it. Yeah, I didn't really spend a lot, and some were gifts. So yeah, you know. and, and you're enjoying it, right? That's, I am. I am. Yes. And yes. I bet you use it. I, I love. I'm. I'm I love it when a person has something, they have it out there displayed, they walk by it and they give it a smile and they know what it meant to them. Uh, yes. and, and rather than having it in a box, if you've got the stuff in boxes or in closets or in attics or in basements, that's when you should be selling it. That means you don't want it anymore. There's two things you got to do with that stuff. You either got to yeah. open it out of the boxes, put it out, and hope you have a house big enough to put it out in, or sell it and mm-hmm. then spend the money and have fun with the money. Okay? Right, right. Well, you, thank you very much. It was no very problem. interesting. Thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. Time. There's always a wide market for the, the Japanese type of China things going on. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to Linda in Peterborough. Hey, Linda. Hi. Hey, welcome to Consignment Heroes. Uh, I'm hoping, <laughs> I don't know, we're having ver- uh, very um, much trouble in finding out about this. It's called a shop at C-H-O-P-E-T-T-E. It was made by the Keenan Woodware in Own Sound. They started out in the 1800s. We are thinking this must have been a wedding present to our parents who were married in 1937. I haven't seen it. I don't even remember having seen it. My sister has it. It's a small wooden bowl, and there is... um, like a handle goes into the top of it, and it turns. Now, she has the box and everything, but she called the museum in Own Sound. They had never heard tell of it. The company, naturally, uh, was bought out by somebody. They were known for making toothpicks. And she has looked it up on the Internet, and there's very little said about it, and there wasn't that many of them made. I don't know if you've heard of it or not. Spell it again. How would you spell it again? C-H-O-P-E-T-T-E. C-H. O-P as in Peter. You know what's amazing is that the the Owen Sound Museum, C-H-O-P-E-T-T-E. Yeah. um, The museum, now I'm just saying this is a normal case of what I would do. First of all, there's a company, you know who made it, right? Right. So, So then if you know who made it, they can go to their company, they can go to their city directories and they'll have directories back to 1870s, because I know people have this stuff, and they'd be able to find out where the factory was and how long it was in business. Number one, the museum should, if they said they don't know anything, uh, I would call back the next day and call to talk to someone else who did know something. Because my sister sent a picture of it to them. Uh, They have researched, couldn't find anything on it, and uh, they said that uh, we were wondering what it was worth, and they said, like, if we would like to donate it, which they would gladly take it. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you've got $10,000, you'd like to donate it to me, I'll gladly take it. How's that? Well, okay. I don't think so. <laughs> you know something? I'm even asked Bogart. If someone wanted to donate $10,000 to you, would you take it? I'd think about it. Okay, he'd think about it. <laughs> so, okay, no, no. Don't Have you ever take- heard of it? No, but I'm going to tell you, okay, I don't know of it at the second, but I know if you give me an hour, I'd be able to... In a, I'd be able to find out about it. First of all, uh, up in Owen Sound, if it's it was say Owen Sound or Aurelia, Owen Sound, Owen Sound, there's going to be a factory up there, and they should be able to, if they're worth any of their salt, it's going to be able to say, yes, we have the address, we have the name of the company, we have the address of the company, and we know how long it was in business. Now, when they say they don't know anything about it, no, they stuff, don't. That's something that they could know about it if they wanted to take ten minutes to look it up. Okay, so this is where 
the history. Like we deal in history all the time. Now, sometimes I know it off the top of my head, and sometimes I just know where to get the information. And that would be one of the places. You can go to a city directory from, if you think it's a 1950s product, find out if the company was in business then, okay? I don't know when they sold out to somebody else, but they started in the 1800s. If they started in the 1800s, this this should be in the directory, and they'll have an address, okay? And Mm -hmm. someone else will work there. So this is where, this is where sometimes we lose the history. You know, if we don't, we don't maintain, we don't copy down this history and, 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 uh, some of these museums, they only want the big hoity toity items. It's the little things that happen in this world that are actually interesting as well. Okay. Well, she said it is fairly small. Uh, she does remember it. I've never even seen it. Okay. So the next time I go up home, I said, make sure you've got it. Send me I a picture. Have a look at it. Send me a picture and, I'll see what I can do. And my store number is 905-737-4653. You call me on my cell, I'll be driving and be able to copy down the information. You call me at my store, I will find out something. Even if I only find out the company when it was in business, I'll find that out for you, and that's a start. Okay? Okay, so then she has some information how she can follow up, and it's an interesting item. She will be able to get information about it. That's the bottom line is that you always be able to get information about it. Canadians are innovators. We've made a lot of stuff. It's like we invented uh, the American, the Japanese. Did we invent the wheel? No, we didn't invent the wheel. Okay. But we've been, the Avro Arrow was ours until we get, until we threw him into the lake. Go to the next call we before we get mad at this. I wanted to see if it floats. No, yeah. they were destroying him. Okay, go. Um, we're going to go to Gordon Scarborough. Uh, yes, hi. Good morning. Good morning, Gordon. Uh, I have a, uh, a an, an old office typewriter. It's a manual. It's not electric. Yep. And uh, I think I've had it since the 1970s, and it uh, still has the instruction booklet and a few of those old ribbons, you know, the ribbons, you you know, with the ink. Who made it? Uh, it says Majestic 812. Okay. What people are collecting, they like the old ones. They like the old Underwoods and Olivetti's, even Olivetti's are a little bit newer. But the old Underwoods, the black ones with the keys where they make so much noise, you're waking up the kids upstairs when you're typing. Um, those are what people are trying to collect, and they still we've gotten as high as five hundred dollars for them. Wow! On um, I'm not saying yours is worth that much, but people collect the past, or they can be used for a prop in a movie. Exactly. Okay, but in your case here, if it's out of the fifties, you got a while to wait before you just keep it up in the attic. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's probably twenty, thirty dollars. You know what I mean? Sure. Um. It's just uh, if it's in good shape. The, the the real collector value is on the big heavy ones, right? Uh, and they weigh a lot. And uh, but they were built. You know, some we built good product. They still work as good today as they did fifty years ago. You just got to oil them up a tiny bit, and they work. Yeah, uh, this one has been kept in in the original case, so it's uh, away from the dust, and uh, it still looks pretty good, and it it looks like new. Great. Yeah. But you know something, if we have them, we we sell them twenty, thirty dollars. Okay. Okay then. So so again, just hang on to it and and yeah. see what see what happens in the future. You might and there might be yeah and like I say, or of a prop or there was one time we were doing some um stunt we needed some props for stuff and I'll make the call on the radio station say here I need old uh, typewriters I need the old um um cell phones. Stop you know trying to place orders. No, I'm not. Okay. To- we have enough stuff. We have enough stuff. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You're thanks welcome. for the call. Um, we are here live in the Zoomerplex right now, taking your phone calls for the next about 40 minutes, a little less than 40 minutes. 
The number to call if you want to get in touch with us right now, the number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is one 866 740-4740. And more your phone calls after the break. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're here live to hear phone calls down here at the Superplex about consignment. I'm here with my dad, Paul Kenny. I'm Bogart Kenny, and we are doing a show all about stuff. We've recently just done a, a couple of TV episodes, which, like I was, I was saying at the top of the show, we uh, it was great to meet meet the audience and meet like see all those interesting items that people brought down, and that was a lot of fun. We should probably say that this is going to be aired on Vision TV. They haven't told us when, but two one-hour shows they're going to be on Vision, Vision TV, and you just have to, and it'll be interesting. I guarantee, if you like this show, you're going to love the t- you're going to love the TV show we did about it. But it's on Vision TV. Um, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be announcing when it's going to be on. Uh, I imagine it's going to be within two, three weeks. Depends how long it takes us to make them look, make us look good. So the, the magic it's of editing. Be, it's going to be all the editing. That's going to take a while. But yeah, so we'll we'll announce it when uh, we do find out the final air date or when it's going to air. Yeah. Um, now, before uh, what I want to do is uh, this is the time of see. It's spring. It doesn't look like it outside with all this snow. But it is spring out there. And this is when people are thinking about uh, downsizing or selling their houses. So we have, uh, we have Rick Tobacco from uh, Royal LePage Real Estate uh, Professionals coming on again today just to give us a couple little tips on uh, what they do and how they can help you along and take the stress out of selling your home. Uh, Rick, are you on the line? Paul, how are you? Hi, Bogart. How are things going? Hey, Rick. Fantastic. Yeah, I was at that that taping of that show that you guys were talking about. There was a great turnout. It was a great day. It looked like everybody was having a lot of fun down there. Oh yeah, no, no. We uh, I learned stuff. The audience learned some stuff. And we had fun. That's uh, that's what yeah. life's all about, you know. It was fantastic. Yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know that April is typically a great time to sell uh, their homes, or if they're thinking of downsizing, as you said, and uh, they're not quite sure what what the steps necessary to do so, because, you know, for a lot of people, it's been a long time and they're just not sure what to do. Um, take advantage of, of, of uh, the free in-home market evaluation that I offer. Okay. Uh, also, take advantage of the free consultation that I offer. Your, your listeners can feel free to call me anytime and ask me anything they need to know about real estate. Uh, you know, I can be reached at uh, 416 258 
800-300-3972, any time of day or night. Uh, That's your direct line, right? That's my direct line. So I better you do, Say it slower, because people didn't know you were going to give them a phone call number there. Four. Oh, okay. Well, again, uh, Rick DeBacco from Royal LePage Real Estate Professionals, and my phone number is 416-258-3972. Uh, I'll repeat it just before I go yeah. off. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely come in. Uh, we look at what your situation is because no two situations are ever the same. Uh, and if, if, you know, if there's stuff that needs to be removed, we can clean the place out for you. Uh, we can make suggestions as to what makes the property more sellable and get more money for it. Um, you know, and we're, we're here to take the stress out of selling your home. And this is all you do. Uh, you just do real estate, right? That's all we do. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we take it over from beginning to end. And we look after everything for the client. Okay. So there's no, not high pressure. It's absolutely free. The free consultation is absolutely free. Absolutely free consultation and no obligation at all. Uh, the in-home service that we offer in terms of going in and giving you a, a free uh, market evaluation, that's absolutely free, no obligation. Uh, and, you know, e- even if we're there, they want to just, uh, uh, if they're not sure what they want to do, but they just want an assessment, no problem. We go in. And take a look at the place, uh, and we let them know what we think. And you know, and, and we make, and we typically do make uh, 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 suggestions as to what can be done to make the property more valuable and, and that sort of thing. Because sometimes some of these homes haven't had anything done to them for many years. Okay. Um, but we go in, and uh, we know what we're doing, and uh, you know, we'll get it done for them for sure. Okay. Well, I know that you guys deal mainly a lot with a lot of seniors. You're like I consider you my seniors. Uh, expert, because there's different yes. problems. If someone's 22 and flipping their home, is a difference when someone is 75 or 65 and they're going to be downsizing and right. there's certain schedules, or if there's things, something happens and probate's involved, or you're just doing some uh, estate planning, I guess is the best way to put it. Yes, yes. You know, uh, when, when you are a specialist dealing with seniors, seniors have their own set of uh, challenges that they're typically dealing with. And uh, we have plenty of experience with that. You know, you're dealing with power of attorneys. You're dealing with family members. Okay. You're dealing with, as you said, probate. Uh, you're dealing with wills. And, and people often aren't sure what to do. Okay. Uh, again, give us a call. Uh, we can help them navigate through all the challenges. And um, it's a service that I think everyone should take advantage of. At least, you know, even if they don't want to sell today, please give us a call. Give yeah. us a call. Even if down, down the road they're thinking of it. Okay. One day we're going to have to get okay. you in here. We'll, we'll, we'll publicize and we're going to have you in here so you can answer some questions. So what's your number it, again before be I kick you off? Pleasure. What's your number again? For again, Rick DeBacco from Royal Page Real Estate Professionals, and I can be reached at my direct line, 416-258-3972. Thank you, Rick. Been Thank you. Have a great day, guys. You too. Now, when Rick gets a house, that means that that's when we go into action because a lot of time it's a case of people want to get rid of. They're moving from a 2,400-square-foot house to a 600-square-foot condominium. A lot of stuff's got to go. And that's where our service comes in where we're, we can actually – they'll actually get some money for it. I mean, I keep on going back to that house that someone paid $15,000 to dump all their stuff rather than get any money back with $15,000 – Paid out. Yeah, we, we do a little bit of a different service than that. We will pay you for your stuff. Yes. Not you have to pay for your stuff to get removed because that is absolutely ridiculous. Everything has value. Mostly everything has value. Anyways. 
Well, we can try to find value for it. We find the value. Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get uh, Harvey from Welland on the line. Hey, Harvey. Hello. Hey, welcome to the show. You guys sobered up yet? <laughs> <laughs> I got an old record player here. It's a portable one. Mm-hmm. It's called the Webcore uh, Holiday Phonograph. So it's like a little Kenner close and play, as I call them. No, it's uh, quite big. It's like a big suitcase. It's probably a foot and a half by two foot oh, square. Oh, okay, okay. Ten inches deep. It's a uh, tube type. It's not real. It's not real to real. They made real to real. I know that. Nope, okay. Nope. It's just strictly phonograph. Hmm. It's got tubes in it, not uh, transistor stuff. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's, it's green and beigey colored. Everything works on it. Yeah. You know something? I'm just seeing. It's all. They were mainly Webcore was mainly known for their um, real to reels. Oh yeah, you know Webcore. Eh? Yeah, but it goes back a long ways. Yeah, but it's funny. Yeah, and but the real to real used to be the thing, and then and what happened would be like a lot of um, uh, companies, they'll get someone else to make a product for them and just slap their name on it because oh, yeah. they're going to be in a certain like Webcore probably was distributed in five hundred stores. Okay, oh, yeah. it was a good name. So yeah. what they're going to do then is the salesman who sells you, okay, you're getting twenty reel to reels in this week. We're also giving you a turntable okay. to try and sell for us because our uh, records start getting more popular. Before we used to have you know the big stand up. Uh, yep. 78s, and I think it was about, I don't know, someone was saying 50 odd years ago that they invented the 45. Oh, yeah, that long. Yeah, page 45, 33, and 78. Yeah, so this is a transition one where 78s are still happening. Yes. 45s were invented uh, a little bit later for the little uh, single shots, and you had the 33s with the albums. Albums, there was no albums in 1940. You know what I mean? It just yeah. wasn't happening. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of people used reel-to-reels. So they were probably just trying to take advantage of the change in market, and but their record players, uh, they're probably going to be worth $40, $50, $75. They're not going to be worth a ton of money. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Uh, 1950s. They're mainly known for their reel-to-reels, uh, which people don't use that much anymore. Oh, yeah. Like in a reel-to-reel, it might be worth $100. Where if I have a Beatles reel-to-reel tape, it's probably worth $200. <laughs> Just the, the tape because no one kept the tapes, eh? Uh-huh. So it's, uh, they were like, um, not your high end, but they were uh, middle of the road, I guess. Sure. Webcore, you know. Oh, that's great. I wish I'd give you better news no, for fine. it. No, I know. That's fine, yeah. But the tubes would have been, you know something, they probably would, the tube technology would have been a real nice clean sound. Yes, it is. You know? It is, yes. But even if you have the box and stuff, yes, yes. But that, that's the thing is we made when we used to make products all over North America. We used to make products to last. You bet. You know, and now they make products. So we want to see you back in this store in uh, two years to buy a new one of these. For sure. For <laughs> you know sure. What I? <laughs> thank you very much yeah, for the thank call. You. That's good to hear. Bye. Okay. Man. Thanks for calling. In. Yeah, reel to reels. <laughs> Do you know what a reel to reel is? Sure, it's a reel that goes to another reel. Next call. <laughs> uh, we're gonna go to Bernard in Toronto. Hi, Bernard. Hey, guys. How's it going? Fantastic. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. What do you got for us? Um, I don't really know anything about it. I was walking home and found it on the curb one day and lugged it over my shoulder. Uh-oh. It's Yeah, <laughs> I get in trouble with that. Um, it's like It looks like a stand-up rotary phone, kind of on a tower. It's uh, yellow, goldy brass in color. Like a stick phone. 
Like, we, have, we have one at the show the other day. I don't think we really talked about it a whole lot. It was, uh, if it's a brass color, be newer. Do you think it's newer? What, okay. Um, the wire that goes to it, is it cloth covered or is uh, it? What, there is no wire. I see a, a, a hole for it going through the the okay. base, but it didn't come with that. It, there's a, a cord that connects, you know, the uh, handle to it. Yeah. It uh, looks plastic covered and uh, uh, twirly, you know, kind of uh, spirally. Okay. In the, this is what happens here. The, the original ones you can probably get between one fifty and two fifty if it's a brass candlestick phone. If mm-hmm. it's one of the ones that they made later on to make, uh, you know, because uh, in nineteen eighties and nineties, um, three to five dollars, ten dollars. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> so no, Fair it's worth the trip home. No, you know something. Nothing ventured, nothing gained here. It could, you could have picked up a nineteen fifty two Manlu. We were three million dollars is on the side of the road. Fair enough. But yeah. <laughs> uh, if it's an old one, now you'll be able to know how the brass, it'll be very heavy. If it's a lighter, uh, if it weighs about a pound, no. If it weighs three to five pounds, it's going to be brass, and that'll be one of the original ones. And That's another way true. of telling is the wire, like I said. Yeah, there's a little, I see a little um, inscription on the, uh, the the rotary part of the phone. Hogarth's uh, looking up rotary right now, eh, on the, uh-huh. on the computer. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if NEC means anything. It's just on the front kind of panel. Oh, NEC? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, I think, uh, Northern Electric Company. And uh, instead of numbers, it has letters. Um, NEC. Northern Electric. That's Northern Electric, I think. It was the, there's two NECs, the one in Japan and the NEC here, which became uh, the one that went and lost all the money, Nortel. The oh. predecessor to Nortel was Northern Electric. They had Western Electric and they had Northern Electric. Northern Electric had, we used to actually make phones here, and we used to sell them around the world, okay? Oh. We also, you know how, um, uh, how do I put this? You know, the the photoelectric wires that go through, that the high-speed wires mm-hmm. where they use light, I think, um, that was developed here in Canada. And that's what can we we were technically we were technically well ahead of a lot of the rest of the world. In fact, it was the product that we sold from Northern Electric in the Bramley plant was guaranteed for forty years. The Japanese product at the same time, similar product was guaranteed for two. Oh, we used gold contacts on it, and this is when this is called the switch bar. It was a switch bar system where the actual contacts would actually. Uh, when you dialed your number, then these contacts would connect, and that's where your line, your actual phone line went through, phone call went through these phone lines. Yeah. Now, I know I'm getting too technical here, but we, and you see those great big um, transfer stations, how big they were, because they're all full of gold and silver and, and uh, transfers. Oh, jeez. Okay. So that's when we made product, and then Northern Electric got smart, and they decided to make nothing, uh, make uh, fresh air. <laughs> and now, look where they are now. If we kept on making... Like that Bramley plant used to take a product. We used to bring in the raw gold, the raw copper, the raw plastic, and make the switching systems from beginning to end in one factory and send it around the world. And that's what I can say. When you make products, you create wealth. And that's what we used to do here. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, like I say, Northern Electric is, and Nortel is no longer with us. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but if it's NEC, if it's a very old NEC system, um, I think they were called that back then. Then if it is, it's going to be worth between $150 $250. Okay, well, perfect. Thanks for the information. No problem. Uh, have a great day, guys. You too. Oh, what were you going to say? 
You, uh, no, I'm going to break. No. Oh, okay. She wants to go to break. Um, if you do want to call in live right now, we're taking your phone calls um, before we go to break. I promise you that. Uh, the, the number right now live is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is one 740 Oh, we forgot to mention. There's a, lot, there's a couple of things. We forgot to mention our store. Our store is in Richmond Hill. We're in 10,341 Young Street, unit number two. And the number for the store, if you want to call us any time during the week from Monday to Saturday, my dad should be in there. It will be uh, 905-737-4653. So, yeah, it's a lot of numbers, a lot of information to be taken down right now. But the number you want to call right now if you want a live appraisal is 416-360-0740. And we'll be right back. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Hi, Paul Kenny here, consignment hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at MississaugaCartons.com and be a hero like me. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're here live down here at the Zoomerplex taking your phone calls all about stuff. We got China, we got arts, we got comics, records, old toys, Royal Daltons, advertising, diecast cars, TV toys, and anything that you can think of. Like if you something on your lawn and you're like, hey, you know, what, what's that's been there for 20 years? What 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 is that? And it might have value. It might have value. Like one of those little garden gnomes. You have no idea. Oh man, that's five hundred dollars. Yeah, like yeah. someone, some people have found safes, like safes d- dug in their backyard. So go to your basement, look through all your stuff. Go to your backyard, dig up your backyard. Go to the drywall in your house, knock that thing down. There might oh. be something in there. Tear up that mattress. There is probably money in there. But if you do find something like that and you have a story like that, we'd love to hear it right now. Like the number to call in right now is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. The toll-free number is 1-866-740-4740. And anything I said right then, like about digging up your backyard, busting on your wall, picking apart your mattress, I'm not taking responsibility for any of that if someone does do that. I'm just saying, if you want to find something, it's probably there. Okay. Okay. It's probably there. I don't know. Like the basement just seems too easy. You walk down the stairs, you find something there. It has value. Let's, let's have fun with it. Let's knock down a wall. Let's dig up the garden. You know, we'll, we'll figure something to do. Um, you have a couple things that you wanted to get off. Well, and one is that when we go through a house and it's swept clean, we'll go through it with a metal detector and you'll be amazed what we find. And even before we give out, say we're disposing of a couch or a mattress, we chop it up before we put it in the dump because we have found cash in mattresses. It is there, 
Okay. And I've had stories where uh, a couple uh, goes off to Italy uh, for four weeks. Their kids decide to give them a new bedroom suite, and they throw out the old bedroom suite, and they've thrown out $50,000. And, the, and, the, and the, the parents come home from Italy, and they say, oh, no, what have you done? Yeah, then the garbage guys are wearing a new Rolex. Yeah. The you guy. know? But we have to give the gold prices. I want to do this. Every week we give them. And right now gold is down a tiny bit this week. Okay. So, but gold, if you're going to a store or if you want to melt your gold right now, uh, one gram of gold of 10 carat, you should be getting $19.43 per gram. 14 carat is $27.20 per gram. And 18 carat is approximately $34.98 per gram. So if you have a uh, 20 carat, I mean 20 gram uh, sou- um, uh, what are those souvenirs? Those charm, bra- so- charm bracelet. Okay. And that's not unusual. They can be 30 grams. But 20 grams, that's $680 in gold if it's 18 carat. Now, silver right now, uh, coin silver, we're paying $10.02 per silver dollar. And we're paying 50 cents a gram for sterling silver. Okay. And we everyone knows we buy silver plate. If it's on copper, that old silver plate, and if you bring it in, we find sterling will pay you obviously more. But we're buying silver plate between a dollar twenty-five and three dollars per pound. Also, there's other things that you may not ha- people may not think have value. Like I know that someone said, "Oh, what's a thousand dollar bill worth?" Like it can be worth at more, a at least a thousand, but probably yeah. more than that if it's in great shape. You know, there yeah. can be something special about it. You know, I didn't even know a five hundred dollar bill existed. Yeah, they're worth about a hundred thousand. Yeah, we, we had a one dollar bill at the show at this. I you know something. I'm going to tell people they got to really when they hear about this show that we did on uh, Vision TV. You're really going to want. I don't want to give up everything, but we had a one dollar bill worth over ten thousand. I don't want to tell you how much over ten thousand. This was a one dollar bill that we show that's worth. Over ten thousand dollars. If it's over a hundred, but you have to find no. But you want to know something? A lot of people have one dollar bills at home. They want to know about this one dollar bill that's going to be on Vision TV. We actually, I'm hoping it does get the editor's cut. It'll be on TV. We show a one dollar bill worth over ten thousand dollars. So you're going to want to know about this one dollar bill in case you have one at home or in your safety deposit box. Now, okay. people are going to think that the, their $1 bills are going to be worth all this money. It's not that old either. No. It's what, 67, I think? No, it was 54. Close enough. Okay. That's a f- 13 years. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to Ken in Scarborough. Hey, Ken. Hi. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. I have uh, some old uh, 70s, 60s sheet music, like stuff like Dave. Dave Clark Five. Oh, that's good. Purple okay. Harem. I even have the uh, doc, the theme from Doctor Kildare, uh, which apparently he actually sung the song. Uh, Richard Chamberlain. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, that, and it's uh, copyright is sixty one sixty two. Uh, I've got stuff like Sergio Mendez and Brazil 66, A Fool on the Hill, the original motion picture song book, The Beatles' Hard Day's, Hard Day's Night, and The Golden Age of the Beatles. And it's all like, uh, when I say song book, uh, some of them have, well, it's all got the uh, music uh, notes and lyrics, and oh, yeah, no. also 20-page uh, exclusive uh, photographs of the Beatles. 
uh, in this Hard Day's Night one. And I'm just wondering, is that a collectible item? Oh, or? yeah. Okay. A lot of people have the sheet music from the turn of the century, uh, from 1890 through about 1920. Yeah. And that we virtually sell that by the pound. Like 50 of them will go for $50. But oh. when you get back, no, this. Is, but your stuff is much better. Yeah, Your stuff, rock I've and roll the, or blues or jazz. I've got the Zombies, Peter and Gordon, uh, the Rolling Stones, Hermits, Hermits, Dave Clark Five, Jerry and the Pacemakers, that British Invasion. You have a lot of it, then, I take it. Donovan. Well, this is all in one particular one where it says the British Invasion. The, the, uh, oh, it's the, all in one book? Are these all individual sheet musics, or are they um, all in one I've book? I've got numerous ones. Uh, some of them are like in, in book in a sort of a book form, and then there's actual uh, ones that are just single ones as well. A lot of people use these for decoration. Even yeah, and, like uh, this Dr. Kildare one is wild. Well, and uh, and also the uh, Pocal Harem wider shade of pale. Are any of them signed by any of the any of the artists? Uh, unfortunately, not. No. no. And then I've got a big one here, uh, the Golden Age of Motown, which there's a ton of uh, photos of artists like going going back to uh, well 1970s. Okay. And it's got them all, Martha, uh, all, all of them. Okay, uh, I'm just going to give you a couple of examples here, because this surprised me. Uh, sheet music for Long Tall Sally. Uh, Venice music, piano, guitar, vocal. Just yeah. sold for $523. Wow. One sheet music piece, okay? Yeah. For, this is Beatles, Hard Day's Night, $459. Oh, wow. Um, so, but some of them are, if they're signed, it's a lot better. That's why I asked. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, McCartney went for 5000 It was signed. No, um, I have, like I mentioned, the Motown Error one. Yep. And, uh, the, like, there's photos of the Jackson 5 and all that jazz. And uh, in that, there's just, like, uh, photos of them. Some of those artists. are collectible, but uh, they and, will be. Now, here's the problem. Part of it is that if something, uh, if they made a lot of it, if something was early Beatles... Yeah, uh, it's good. But if you get to later, anything done after they broke up, they still come out with the sheet music. Yeah, that's going to be less attractive, and it's going to be like a, what we call a reissue. Okay, yeah. what I've we got... want is your first issues on the stuff. Now, some of the things from Dave Clark Five, they were made once, and that's it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, because they were popular. It's almost like the forty-five was popular for three weeks while it went up the charts and went down the charts. Right, and that was it. So those sometimes can be worth money, but the Beatles. Uh, Beatles are always collectible, but people are, what's going to happen to this? It's going to get framed and put on someone's wall. Right. But you don't care if you get the money, right? Exactly. So here's one, like Sgt. Pepper's When I'm 64, sheet music, which you would have bought for a dollar and a quarter. Right. Uh, is worth, sold for a hundred dollars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So these are, you've got a pile of foot high. Yeah. We're not selling it by the pound. How's that? Right. Okay. Like I said, I'm seeing this. The Beatles' Hard Day's Night original one sheet music. Uh, po oh, this is the poster. Sorry. Uh, one sheet. This was here. Long Tongue Sally. I'm looking at it right now. Not what Never Never Plan, which I talk about. This yeah. actually sold. There was a, a willing seller and a willing buyer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that'll be. Uh, I'd love to see this, and I know we can help you. Okay. You got no, my store we... number, right? We were planning to uh, come up and visit your store uh, uh, probably Wednesday. Um, there's a good chance I'll be there, but you always got to call in the morning because right now our main business is when someone calls and they they want to sell their house and yeah. 
uh, they have to get rid of the stuff. So we put crews in. Like, we're emptying two houses right now. In fact, I gave the kid uh, the crews the day off today because yeah. it's so cold yeah. and it's Sunday. Um, but they'll be back at work tomorrow. Our main thing is helping people shrink down. Um, and Because the more time we spend on doing that, the more money we can get for them. Okay, so, but if he does want to bring it in on oh, Wednesday... Yeah. Call in the morning. I'd love to see this. So your telephone number uh, at the shop, I, I would give you a call. Yeah. 905. Okay, 905. 905-737-4653. Okay. okay. Now, I just have a quick question for you as okay. well. I've got some uh, uh, Canadian, uh, I guess it would be Army, Navy, uh uh, paraphernalia, and I've got one particular thing that seems to me quite interesting, but I can't get any information or not much. Bring it along. Bring uh, it along. Yeah, bring it in the store. Surprise yeah, us. It's called the uh, the uh, Herr Hitler. The the. No, the, we don't. We don't deal on a lot. Even if it's Canadian, we're trying to. That's where I get. I'm trying to not deal in anything hateful. I'm trying. To, if, if I'm, my main thing here is to put smile on people's faces, inform yeah. them, and yeah. get them the most money for it. Okay, yeah. but we mainly deal on. Uh, uh, I, it's just not my thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's the thing is like when you're talking about like Canadian Army, or whatever, like we can deal with stuff like that. But anything beyond that, we're not really looking yeah, yeah. to get a part of. But the, the your music stuff, if you've got, and also if you've got the Beatles cards from back then, if you have. Uh, uh, baseball or hockey or anything from that time period, the 1960s are magic. From 1958 to 1967, there's so much collectible stuff that people are trying to recapture their childhood at vastly inflated prices that it's a it's a treasure trove of money there waiting to be bought and sold. Okay? But I'm looking forward to these music things if I can. How's that? That's good. Well, uh, he'll, he'll, he said he'll come on Wednesday, so you okay. know, we, we give her the number. If you do want to visit the store, our store hours are uh, Monday to Saturday, yep. and just call ahead of time. If you want to talk to my dad or me, just call ahead of time and just make sure we're there. Otherwise, you're going to talk to somebody else, and you might not get the answer that you're looking for. Or you, you're, It's like if you called that Aurelia um, Museum, and they said we don't know anything. They don't know something about the ha- something that happened in Aurelia. That's why you have museums. They're supposed to know about yeah, the history aren't they of those towns. To, exactly. That's what that's what would make sense. So is the museum of uh, Owen Sound that they didn't know? I don't know what town. Yeah, they, they say they didn't know. You just have to call back and get someone else who's interested. Okay, just tell them to go upstairs or something. Talk to somebody yeah. else. You know, okay. Maybe they'll get an answer. Uh, we're going to go to Jackie and Markham. Hey, Jackie. Hello. Hey, Jackie. Welcome Hi. to the show. Yeah, um, yes, I have a portable uh, Underwood uh, typewriter. Okay. And it's um would be a late 50s. <clears throat> and um I just wondered if <clears throat> there's much demand for that or if- Underwood's collectible about $30. Oh, okay, it's in a case. Yeah, they want the older ones. They want those big black non-portable. Oh, ones. the big ones. Oh. You know, the ones that like I said when you're when you're typing on, you wake up the kids upstairs. Yeah. You know. Oh, okay. And I also have a phone. It's a, it's a new it's a newer one. Uh, it's still old though. It's um the old, like very old-fashioned uh, phones. It's a decorative one, but it works. And it's one you hang up on like the little the little stand. It's it's one that yeah. you'd see maybe in the 1800s. Or early 1900s. 19. We didn't phones back in the 1800s. Okay. Yeah. No, but it looks like that. It's like a remake. It's a decade. Yeah. Yeah. But 10, 15. You know, some sometimes I know these guys are trying to do a good thing, but 
the decor the decorative or the reissues of some of this stuff sometimes they'll kill the market on the older stuff oh i you know see. what i mean this is where if someone starts making something cheap like they made they used to be chintz china used to be very collectible and everyone knows it's all over flower patterns. It was put on a, wasn't on bone china, it was on ceramics. Mm -hmm. And it used to get, a, like I say, a, a, a breakfast set it used to sell for $2,000. And a stacking teapot would sell for 2000 or $2,500. Now in today's market, you get three, dollars $400 because they reproduced them and they killed the market. Okay? This is what happens when you have, it's always supply and demand. People think it looks nice, but when they have a chance between buying something that's $2,000 and supposedly investment, and someone comes up with something $200, they're going to go for the cheaper item, you know? Mm -hmm. So this yeah. is where we're, we're I could say, next week we're probably going to talk about diamonds like that. Uh, people are making these, um, they can hand make, hand make real diamonds. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to kill the diamond market, but I'm not a financial advisor. Okay. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, but, I have, well this, this one was from the 70s, and it's quite heavy. and it's Yeah, but it's going to be, enjoy it. Uh, and but it's not gonna get a whole lot of money. No. Oh, okay. okay then. The one it actually look the real one is worth probably a couple hundred dollars, two fifty, three hundred dollars. Yeah, this one was made in Japan. It's got the sticker on underneath. Not good. Okay. okay. That's a telltale sign. Thank you very much for you. The okay, call. bye bye. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, now I want to talk. If one, I've got my you've friend been talking. I have been talking, but I've got my friend up. Um, Clapas. I talked about him before. Clapas on the corners antiques. Mm -hmm. Like if you're going out to Southworks and you're going to Southwestern Ontario, you've got to visit my friend Ron. Well, I, I don't think people are just necessarily driving and be like, yeah, I'm going to go to this antique, this place, this antique. They do place. go out the, antiquing. You, the antiquing, that's something they call that? Antiquing? Yes. Okay. So wow. my friend Ron is at Clapperson's Corners. They've moved. They used to be on uh, Highway 5. Now he's at 845 Highway 6. That's out by the dinosaurs. Everyone's gone up Highway 6 uh, over the, the, the cut there, No, seeing those dinosaurs if you're going north on the, on the left-hand side of the street. Now, he's got over 10,000 square feet of antiques up there, okay? He's my buddy as well. If you say Paul sent you, uh, it might get you a deal, might no, not. No, say I sent you, you might get a better deal. Yeah, if Bogart sends you, get a better deal. But this is the time now before, because in the springtime, everyone's going to be out, and now it's like it's snowing out there. He's going to be giving deals, okay? And he's got a great shop. And you'll be able to see the real items. He doesn't have any reproductions. Or at least if he does, he'll tell you it is and it'll be much cheaper. So he also is an expert on things. Like he knows what he's dealing with as well. Oh, yeah. So but Ron deals in big, heavy stuff. I'm, I'm, my hands, I don't want to lift furniture. He deals in furniture. He deals in the small stuff as well. But he his specialty is almost that great big uh, statement piece of furniture. That you want to have that statue. Um, he's got fountains. He's got stuff. He's got horses outside his place. They're six foot tall. There's live horses? No, not live. They're dead. They're not even dead horses. They're statues of horses. Oh, but it's architectural. He's got fountains. He's got uh, furniture. He's got rugs. He's got all sorts of advertising. I'm just saying, it's almost if it's neck and neck between uh, Clapperson's Corners and my buddy out in uh, Southworks Antiques. Okay, we've got a number. Difference is Southworks Antiques is a hundred dealers under one roof. Ron is one dealer under a really big roof. Okay, I think he's got over ten thousand square feet, but he actually owns the stuff he's got there. So if you wanna, if you really really like something, you might be able to make a little bit of a deal. Okay, 
But he's you'll so be able how, to talk does, to the owner. So how does it work at, at Southwark? So if you're walking down something, it's like a, a store. But like if the dealer isn't there, how do you? How oh, do they you, have salespeople going around. But everything's preset the prices, and you've got a hundred dealers, and they're all competing for your money. So you usually get the best price in what they think is. But some of them, there's good dealers and bad dealers. Okay, like I said, there's uh, uh, the guy who designed the lifeboats for the for the Titanic. He wasn't so smart. He only made 19 lifeboats. He was actually wrong. So there are good people and bad yeah, people. Yeah, but then the Titanic wouldn't have looked good. I know. But they only did. So that was one of those bad decisions. So on the case of with Ron, Ron is a smart dealer. He knows his stuff. And he, all I have to say, it's worth the trip. I guarantee that you, no one will walk out of there and says, Paul sent me on a wild goose chase out here. Okay? The prices are better than in Toronto prices. I'm going to say that. Plus... He's just got the variety, and I guarantee, if you're looking for it, it's going to be there. It's got, and it's stuffed floor to ceiling. You almost have to move stuff to look at other stuff. Well, if you're into horses or gooses, no, that's not, where you go. It's everything. It's okay, not, so he's got he's got everything. How come you only pick on one word, and that's what you? Uh, I what say something for twenty minutes, and you pick on one word. You said, well, entertaining things. You said horses and gooses. That's okay. one. But I want to talk and so, And if you're out there, you might as well go to Southworks Antiques and remember. You want to, you'll see some stuff out there and you'll say, oh, this is worth this much? Now I know it's worth that. Maybe Paul can sell it for us. Paul and Brogard. Well, if you don't want to go all the way out there, which, you know, you should definitely take a trip out there. We also have a store. We are in Richmond Hill, 10,341 on Young Street. It's unit number two. We're south of the wall. Um, yeah. We are there. The number for that store is 905-737-4653. You can get an expert opinion, can see us live, can come talk to us, get information about the TV show, the radio show, whatever you want to talk about. We are there. We are there for you. We're there for the deals. And make sure, thank you for letting us come into your homes today and always get a second opinion. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.